Jealousy is a painful, horrible state of mind. It's quite interesting in that very few people will defend jealousy. You know, when I teach on anger, some people not understanding what Buddhists mean by anger will think, well, you need to get angry, you should get angry. And probably what they're talking about is compassion and probably they're right. But people misunderstanding what we mean by anger will say you should, you, you know, when we say you, anger is just a poison, anger should be completely removed from our own. No, you need some anger. But we're talking about different things. Similarly, attachment. You know, when I talk about getting rid of attachment, Buddha says attachment is the rope that binds us to suffering. That can be heard as you shouldn't enjoy things. You shouldn't want to enjoy things. We can misunderstand what attachment is. Atta overcoming attachment is about finding deeper happiness. It's not about having less happiness. So some people will, will stand up for anger, what they think we mean by anger. Some people will stand up for attachment, what they think we mean by attachment. But almost no one stands up for jealousy because we understand jealousy is a, is a revolting mind. Especially if we suffer from it strongly. If we suffer from it strongly, like the, the pain you can have between siblings or you know, even, even in, a, in, a, in a career environment where there's someone else who outshines us and we just, it just hurts. In an extreme sense, it's very visceral and very obvious how painful jealousy is. But we may come to a mistaken conclusion thinking because I'm so clear that jealousy is horrible, it can't be something I suffer from. And yet, jealousy is pervasive. It's a natural, it's a natural mechanism of a malfunctioning mind. Like if after I explain how jealousy manifests, we start to observe it within us. Don't be, you know, don't feel guilty about that. Don't be upset about that. You know, when we observe a malfunction in our mind, it's a cause for celebration. It's not, it's not time to be discouraged or despondent. We are now dramatically closer to resolving it. If we don't even see it, there's nothing we can do about it. But once we start to, to be aware of it happening inside us, well, then we're in a, a much, much better position. Now we can start to do something about it. So how does jealousy commonly manifest? Well. In general, jealousy manifests as a feeling of inadequacy and deflation. So we might be going about our day feeling quite perky, jolly, feeling good about ourselves. We have a sort of spring in our step as we're going about our day. And then we encounter someone and suddenly we feel it's like the wind goes out of our sails. Suddenly we're deflated. Oh. You know, we might be having a conversation and we're talking about what we've been doing, you know, what we did during lockdown. And, you know, and maybe we're thinking, I I'm pretty impressed with myself. I, you know, I did this and I, you know, I, I, I managed to, to, to do a few good things here and there. And then, and then someone else starts talking like, wow, they learned five languages and they mastered this and they got a degree on the side. Well, and I, wow, wow. You know, and then suddenly we just feel deflated or, you know, we're talking about how we're trying to parent our children and we're doing the best we can at homeschooling and all these different things that people have had to do over this last crazy year or so. And we're like, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good about the fact that we've just about held it together. We didn't, we didn't 
We didn't kill them. We survived. They survived. <laughs> That's a pretty good result. And then someone else starts talking about how perfect their children are and how great they've been doing and how, oh, and we just feel, we just feel that. Or, or maybe it's just a physical thing. Like the gyms are finally open again. We go back to the gym and we, you know, we're feeling quite good. And then someone lifts something vastly heavy. Oh. Or they just look chiseled and they, they're, they're, they're bulging in all the places they should bulge or they're lean in all the places we'd like to be in. And what's happening there, and of course there's many levels to that. I'm talking about quite basic things. But it also happens spiritually. You know, one of the, one of the courses that our centers offer, Kadampa Meditation Center Boston, is, is part of our, a, a global family of Kadampa Buddhist centers. And all of our centers offer various different classes, general program classes like this. This is part of what we call our general program. Everybody's welcome. And we can have these as like one-day events or weekend events or the regular weekly classes so that we can just keep making little incremental improvements. But we also have what we call our study programs, like our foundation program, where we would take a book like How to Understand the Mind. And whereas on a course like this, I'm just sort of dipping in and, and just gleaning out a few surface gems. On the foundation program, we then go into really great detail, literally read out every single line, discuss every point, meditate on every point, try to really reflect and memorize and debate and understand. And one of the components of those classes is is a is a memorization component, you know, because we want to check. We want to check that we're hearing what the Buddha, what the teacher is is saying, because that's not an easy skill. You know, like when we listen to something, we tend to be overlaying all of our own preconceptions, all of our own attitudes, all of our own ideas. And so when we do this practice of recalling, it's incredibly illuminating as to what's obstructing our mind. There'll be certain passages, we can't remember them at all. And they'll often be the ones we need to spend most attention to. And then other passages, we think we're remembering exactly what was said, but actually the other the person said, well, no, that's not at all what it was. It was quite different from that. Or we missed out some crucial point. So sometimes in this paired discussion, you know, we do our best, of course. And that sometimes we're partnered with someone who their recall is amazing. Amazing. We just, oh, God. Or, or maybe... You know, in meditation, someone, you know, we're, we're trying our best in meditation. Someone else starts describing their meditative experience like, oh, goodness, they're amazing and I'm awful. So that deflation is jealousy. Jealousy is a mind that feels unhappy when observing or considering someone else's good fortune, good qualities, enjoyments and so forth. So we are hearing of their quality or their good fortune or their enjoyment and instead of celebrating it fork in the road you know there's a fork in the road instead of celebrating their good fortune instead of delighting in it which we call rejoicing we feel unhappy about ourselves this is a this is a disaster in terms of happiness because that fork in the road one of the, one of the pathways there will massively, exponentially increase the happiness in our life. 
If we cultivate this pathway, this habit, mental habit of celebrating others' happiness, it's almost like we've got shares in everyone. Everyone who has happiness, we get a bit of their happiness because we delight in their happiness.